0: Yo and welcome to the EPM show. I am Blake Bozarth with my co-host here, Chad Pike. What's up my man? What's going on? What's going on? Just hanging <laughs> just, out on a Friday. Hey, just on a Friday, hanging out, me and you today. Just EPM e, on a little, Friday. Just a little EPM action on a Friday. Um so yeah, this show is all things enterprise performance management. It's designed to try to give you an unfair career advantage. That's why we're doing this show. And um, sometimes we're giving you industry insights or bringing in experts um, that are going to share what's going on in the space, what's going on with technology. Sometimes we're bringing you uh, experts that are talking about use cases or how it's being applied inside their different company or context. And then sometimes we're having very career-focused episodes of how do you advance in your career as a model builder? How do you uh, uh, really escalate and elevate your impact? And that's what we're doing today. So we're doing a deeper dive on that. The, today's, today's big idea topic is how do you go from technical expert to technical leader? So can't wait to dive into that. Because we don't have a guest today, we also try not to take ourselves too seriously. So we, we usually ask the guests a silly question. Now you're going to have to hear us talk about something silly for just a second. Chad, what's the, what's the, what's the silly topic? What's the silly okay. question for the day? So the
1: funny thing is we should just tell people what we were doing before this. We were like, what's our silly question today? And we were Googling silly questions. <laughs> um, and so here's the question that came up on Google, and we're going to answer it right now. If animals could talk, which species of animal would be the rudest? Blake,
0: you can go first because I don't have my answer yet. <laughs> um, I, at rudest animal? I gotta think. I gotta think. Rhinoceros, man. They that's just funny. Like, <laughs> that's what I had in my They, head just, too. they, they just seem <laughs> pissed off all the time. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like I feel like if they could talk, they'd be pretty dang rude. That's that's so, what I got for you.
1: Hey, a rhino. That's a that's a great great answer. I think um, I'm gonna go very basic and domesticated animal here. But I think, like, honestly, if I were a Chihuahua, I think I'd be pretty rude. I mean, <laughs> just like, I mean, I don't know. Like, you see the little There's yappy she, dogs; they just kind of yeah. all look angry all the time. Um, no, I hope, hope someone who's listening to this podcast doesn't have a little dog. I'm sorry.
0: I was thinking <laughs> wiener dogs. Actually, let's be real; they're they're the ones that are always we, gosh. Yeah, they, I mean, they, if they, I were called a, if I
1: were called a wiener dog, I'd probably be a little bitter. <laughs>
0: actually when you said domesticated, i immediately went to cat duh that's the answer how do we miss that that? hey
1: you know what would be a rude animal the hairless cats oh those those look those they could be oh
0: no doubt all right so there (laughs) there we go there there's a We're we're trying to take ourselves too seriously we want you if you're going to listen to this show we want you to at least have a little bit of fun with us as we go about it um but today's big idea is what does it look like to separate yourself as a as a model builder so separate yourself from being a technical model builder to how do I grow into what we're calling a technical leader? And um, the premise here is that we believe that technical skill, um, that competency from a technical perspective is what gets you in the door. It's also what it, it's also what can accelerate your career when you're first starting out. The more, the more uh, technical ability you have, the more... Uh, technical competency you have, the more you're going to be trusted. It's the easiest lever to pull. Hey, the more I can increase my expertise in this, the more proficient I can become in the technical skill, the more opportunity I'm going to get, the more I'm going to be trusted. But here's the catch. If you only stay there, if you're only focusing on the technical, then your career will plateau. And that's what we've seen time and time again. And what we see with the most successful model builders and the ones that become the solution architects, the ones that become the, the master planners, planners what we see is that they not only have the technical ability but they also have two things they have strategic perspective and strategic ability and they have the influencing skills what, what we call kind of the softer leadership skills right so chad break it down a little bit what 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 what's that look like
1: absolutely those softer skills it's i mean it's it's, you know, really, let's talk about maybe some of the roles that these individuals could be in, right? It, I mean, you're talking COE leaders, um, team leaders, things like that, but Engagement even if leaders for, engagement for implementations. Leaders, all that. Exactly. Even if you're not necessarily like have direct reports, but you're the person who's entrusted with maybe the client facing relationship or um, to lead the project team. Right. It's those it's it's getting into those types of positions and being able to not just get in there, but thrive there. Finance, um,
0: transformation, other, right. other other transformation, the one who's actually leading and advancing um, transformation.
1: Absolutely. And then, I, you know, I think um, the other thing from a, like being a technical leader, what does that look like? What do these individuals do on a day to day basis or, or over the course of a, of a career? It's you know, always honing their ability um, to teach others how to do what they do to scale their impact and mentor. Like, how do I bring others with me? Um, if I've put in all this time and sweat equity to build my expertise, that's not just for me to hold. It's for me to pour out into others. Um, and that's how that's how we accelerate our influence in an organization or a community, right? Um, so they're, they're living that out there and putting intentional time in to practice that. Um, and then other things, you know, working on your career not in it maybe like you want to talk about the importance of white space um for yes. a technical leader
0: yeah and so i think that's one of the things so first I, that's a big nugget by the way in terms of like when you can do the work that's amazing when you can teach others how to think and how to approach and how to do the work that's starting to separate and that's that that's where you start to see okay the value you bring to an organization just goes up exponentially so that's a huge nugget chad uh, I, that you just mentioned go ahead
1: I was going to ask a question because I'm trying to think about maybe the person who might be listening to this show. That's like, Hey, like maybe I, maybe I struggle with this naturally. Maybe I, maybe communication is not one of my gifts or my skills very naturally. So I I'm hesitant to mentor, like, what are some practical ways that someone can begin to hone that ability? You know, I think it's critical that we hit on that.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it first starts with like just owning what you're good at. And so mm-hmm. it's knowing, hey, I am good at X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, what makes me good at that? Why, mm-hmm. why am I good at these things? And then it's actually, you have to have a heart for helping somebody else be good at it too. Mm-hmm. So when, when you can start grounded of, okay, I'm going to embrace my strengths, which some of us, some of us may be naturally good at, right but others right. Other, others may they may not be comfortable and it's not, it's not comfortable for some of us to say, oh, this is something I'm actually really good in. it's but it's embracing that. it's knowing that. And then the second thing is like you have to have a heart for being able to help somebody else get good at that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and now from a communication perspective, um, that's something that I might be more on a case-by-case basis about how do you do that but yeah, if you, especially if you're able to work one-on-one, again, you mentioned it before, Chad, you may not have direct reports in this kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you still can't be a technical leader. The way we're talking about it, we're not talking about a specific title. We're not talking about a specific number of uh, direct reports that report to you. We're talking about you're viewed as someone mm-hmm. that brings a much higher level of value to the organization, and you're going to be compensated commensurately for that, um, and you're going to be getting just more um, exposure and more advancement opportunities because mm-hmm. of that. And it may not look like direct reports, but it does look like you're somebody that can help others grow and right. somebody that can, um, ultimately help move and advance the organization forward. hundred percent. Love it. So Yeah. So anyway, so, so I think that's a great question. Um, you were hitting on, what was your second point after the, uh, After the teaching.
1: Being able to work on your career, not just in That's right.
0: Okay. Yes. So that's a great point. And you mentioned white space. So yeah, this is this is an easy thing. It happens to us all the time too. No matter what role you're in, it's easy to get caught in the weeds. So as a model builder, it's easy to get caught in the weeds. And that may look like, oh, I'm just churning and burning in, you know, creating all these what if scenarios and setting all these things up and putting and putting all the component parts together. What we, what we, what we want to do if we're going to think strategically, is we need to be able to set aside white space. And so this may look like it may look like hey every day for 15 minutes before I get started on my day I'm actually going to get strategic about my approach to the work today. I'm actually going to going to think about hey what are the what are the most important things I'm trying to accomplish and I'm going to I'm going to organize those and make sure I hit those things first. It may look like man I'm stuck right now. And uh, I got a lot of different moving parts going on. I'm getting hit with all these different requests and and tasks. And I need to set aside some time. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually carve out space on my calendar, the white space. That's what we call it white space. I'm gonna carve out some space. Time blocking. <laughs> time blocking. I'm gonna carve out some space yep. and really protect it. And I'm turning off my notifications for a little bit. And maybe it's a whiteboard even. Maybe I just need to look at a whiteboard and I need to actually, again, get strategic. I need to work on my work, not just in it, right? There's a great mm-hmm. book um, that we love called The E-Myth that it, it's this premise for entrepreneurs. It's basically so many entrepreneurs work in their business so much that they don't, they don't think about working on their business. So it's easy to get, again, in the day-to-day, in the weeds, but the best leaders and the ones who have the most success as solution architects, as master and planners, the ones leading transformation, the ones leading the client relationships, they're the ones that can think big picture. And in order to do that, you have to to create space for that, you have to actually extract yourself from the weeds mm-hmm. to be able to think that big picture,
1: right? And you know, to to your point, the, the going back to what you said at the very beginning of what does a technical leader do? They have the ability to think strategically and they can influence effectively. And it occurs to me after listening to listening to you, a leader who does that, like a byproduct of their ability to think strategically and influence effectively, is they're usually Setting white space to think about and plan for how they're going to do that. Um, so it's kind of like this, like they're connected,
0: right? Absolutely. That
1: white space to be able to think strategically and influence effectively. Because and what's thinking.
0: funny, man, is um, I, I have a good friend who's a um, he's a he's a Chick Fil A owner operator. He has a couple Chick Fil A's, and yeah, it's funny because he like he's like he talks about this concept too, and he's like, you know what, Blake? Sometimes I enjoy the weeds. He's like, because the weeds are comfortable. So for the weeds, for him, looks like he spends some time on the, on the fries. He spends some time, Mm -hmm. you know, back behind the cashier register and that can be healthy. And that, and that that can be like, it's a good perspective, especially as a leader to, to, you know, show that you can do all parts of the operation. You're with your people. But what he says, if I, if I stay, if I stay in that zone, then I'm not, I know I'm not bringing the value I need to bring to, to, to the team and to the organization. So it's the same premise for us here too. It's like, if we only stay in the micro and mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves the time to actually get strategic, to 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 think macro, mm-hmm. um, then we're going to be limited. And the most oh, yeah. successful people in this field are the ones that they see the big picture and they've given themselves space to see that big picture. So it's a really practical right. thing you can do. It's one thing to say, it, but one practical thing you can do is actually carve out some space to think about: okay, what are the upstream, downstream? What are my what are the, what are the partners that I need to get on board? Like, who do I need to get buy-in from in order to make this happen? Um, that's what the, the the best Coe leaders do that's what the best um the best leaders in this field leading transformation dealing with clients directly that's what they're doing absolutely how about this you talk about um, understanding understanding like business needs um mm-hmm. this is something that kind of sets apart like uh, the technical model builders they can be really good at at plugging and chugging right um though the solution architects though they they understand what the business is telling them and Chad mm-hmm. the way you said it earlier you were like they not only understand what's vocalized, they can understand the untold needs as well.
1: The ability to, to listen to what the business isn't saying, because (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. I'd be like, what, but how can I listen to what the business isn't saying? It's it's being able to find those unspoken needs. And I, I think to, to be able to do that, we have to really have an understanding of where the business is trying to go. Like, if you can begin with the end in mind and then begin to take steps backwards and leverage your technical expertise to kind of reverse engineer what needs to happen, you'll probably be able to identify proactively things that need to be done or happen that maybe the business leader who doesn't have the technical expertise that you have isn't seeing, And you can bring that to the table, Um, which again, talk about accelerating your influence and your impact in an organization. It looks like approaching that leader and saying, hey, as I understand it from what you've told me, this is where we're trying to go in the next six months, nine months, year, whatever it is that you're doing. Well, thinking about it from, a, from the terms of EPM and, 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 and a plan of what you're asking me to do, I think that X, Y, and Z is going to need to happen. And they might say, hey, we haven't considered that, or maybe we haven't, we're just not there yet, but you can begin to engage in those more proactive conversations. And I think it shifts, it shifts us from being task doer, um, to, to thought leader and impacting change effectively
0: in the organization. Boom. That's good. I was going to pick up on the change management piece though, because I think that's a, that's a big, um, that's a big theme as well. So technical experts, they can, a lot of times, honestly, we can be more resistant to change sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're kind of a technical expert. If Mm -hmm. you're, if, if you're, if you're a, if you're a, you know, more forward thinking technical expert, you're going to, you're going to be going along with the change, helping implement the change. Guess what technical leaders do? They drive the change. They and lean in. They lean in, and 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 not only that, they can cast vision, right? Yeah. So um, so being the, having the ability to actually cast vision for, hey, this is this is where we're going. This is the way these things need to fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the kind of scenarios we need to be planning for. We mm-hmm. need to build around this. Being able to to see ahead and then to be able to get people on board with where you're going. Yeah. That's ultimately, I would say that's one of the biggest differentiators between mm-hmm. what separates the model builder from the solution architect to the master and planner to the ones that are actually leading transformation.
1: Absolutely. And this, you know what, Blake, this this brings up a thought that I think is worth is worth kind of maybe riffing on a little bit further too of like, hey, what if what if I'm the model builder or I'm a new consultant implementation partner? Maybe I've only been in the space a year or two years. Like I'm not to that, I'm to that point, I'm in the, I'm in the phase of my career or being a technical expert will um, continue to advance me, but I know I have leadership aspirations beyond that. One of the most effective ways you can begin to start doing that early, regardless of where you are, is by being a change champion. So maybe you're not the technical leader yet, but you want to be, and you know, like that's not necessarily on you. It's not in your job description you can be an internal change champion. So when you're hearing maybe other technical experts who are resisting the change or, or people who, who just in general are resisting the change, how can you help to drive understanding of why the change is necessary and be that change champion? That's a way if you're early on in your model building career, if you're early on in your EPM career, that's something you can do today, whether you've been there for six months or a year or however long. Um, to step into technical leadership, even if it's not your quote-unquote job title
0: or position. Boom. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. Don't say, don't say you don't get something from this. That's good, man. Thanks for thanks for bringing that. Um, try to, try I to give it. a nugget or two on a Friday. Hey, I love it. Hey, this has been good. So we're, we're scratching the surface here, guys. But the big idea is that the technical ability, again, is what helps you advance early in your career. It's what builds a competence, builds a credibility. But if you only stay in that lane then you you will plateau where we see the most successful people in this space. The ones that are growing their income, doubling their income, the ones that are, that are really, uh, expanding their impact and their influence. It's because they have a strategic mindset. They're applying that well, and because they can influence and it's the mm-hmm. soft leadership skills ultimately that, um, that make all the difference. And we're all Absolutely. about that life. Um, and so a lot more to come on that. Um, but man, it's been fun. Thanks for, been good. thanks for jamming with me on a Friday. Yeah, man. All right, good stuff. All right, guys, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. This is my co-host, Chad Pike with a Y. And uh, I'm Blake Bozarth. Uh, would love to connect. Um, we're also, mentioned it, um, we're also doing one of the most uh, robust uh, resources around compensation when it comes to the Anaplan community. So if you want to learn more about that, feel free to reach out to us. And um, with that, we'll let you go and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.